Blog Talk Radio. Darlene, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. 
awesome. Thank you, Lord, for a simple connection. Good evening, everybody. It's been a while since I've been on. As many of you know, we lost our home to a fire. We went through a lot of new changes. I went through some things in my health. But praise God, here we are back on. I'm excited to have my beautiful cousin, Minister Darlene Morgan, on tonight. She's being obedient to a powerful, powerful teaching about prayer and why our prayers aren't being answered. And, and in some of those aspects, what she's talking to me about today, obedience really stands out to me and the different names. I'm excited to have you on tonight. Praise God. And I just, um, I would just like to say a word of prayer over the broadcast. And I'm just going to let go and let my beautiful, she's more like my sister, not only Christ, but my sister and my, as my blood cousins, we're more like sisters. So praise God for that. But Father God, we just humbly come before your throne of grace tonight, God. Lord, we thank you for an opportunity to be able to minister to people tonight, God. Lord, I'm just trusting you right now that seeds are going to be planted in people's hearts, that this program is going to bring breakthrough in people's lives as Minister Darlene teaches, lined up with your word, Father, about prayer, God. We all have things going on in our life and in this world. We need to be prayer warriors. We need to know how to reach the throne, and prayer is our connection to you, Father. So I pray for your anointing to be over this radio program. I stop any plans of the enemy. Bless my beautiful cousin, dear God, as she brings forth this word in obedience. Just let the anointing pour out tonight, God. Let us all be blessed, touched, chilled, delivered, and set free. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. And you got the floor. God bless you. And just let me know, like, if I feel led to interact with you at any point, I will. And when you're ready for a song, just let me know what one. And I'm here with you. And I'm I'm excited because I know this is going to bless me as well if everybody else is listening. Well, thank you, sister. It's been a few years since I've been on here. I thank everybody that's tuned in to listen. I pray you have patience with me tonight. Um, Satan has tried to put me through battles the last nine months. I've had three major strokes, and I've been struggling for eight days on this sermon and woke up this morning not being able to concentrate to get my words out. So I'm rebuking him right now. Get thee behind me, Satan, because God has a word for his people. We are living in the last days and the last hours, and he wants us to be unafraid to approach his throne, to ask our prayers, and know that they are going to be answered. So this sermon that I'm about to embark on is a two-part series. Tonight's part one, and next Thursday will be part two. Thank you again for listening. Prayer is a universal thing. It is not a denominational or religious thing. Prayer is for everybody, small and young, both alike. The journey that I'm going to take you to, I pray, teaches you what the Lord put on my heart so you will know that when you come before him, he hears you and your answers are going to be, your prayers are going to be answered. Thank you again. To start off the program, he led me to the Old Testament. Back in the old days, when Pharaoh kept all of God's people in bondage in Egypt, he told Moses to tell Pharaoh 
let my people go. So when he let them go, God instructed Moses to make a portable tabernacle in the wilderness where he could reside and the people could be with him all day and all night in his presence. So not like today, they didn't have church buildings to go to. They had a portable tabernacle that they put up and put down in the wilderness. And God instructed Moses to make the tabernacle a certain height and width. And he sent an angel down with a measuring rod to, re- to measure to make sure they made it to his exact orders so that everything would be perfect. He told Moses to make garments for Aaron and his sons so that when they went into the tabernacle, they would have his righteousness on on them, and they would be known to the congregation of people that they were the high priest for them to go in front of. The first piece of clothing that Moses was instructed to make was a white tunic for their heads. In the Old Testament, that was representing the righteousness of God. Nowadays, these measurements and these things I'm going to speak on are symbolically, spiritually for us. We don't have to put on clothing to go into prayer and do what they did back in the olden days. But he made that tabernacle back then so these days we would know what the symbols represented and we could do them for ourselves. So before we could come before the throne room of God, first we have to put on our white tunic of righteousness. We have to check ourselves and make sure we are right before God. The portable temple is awesome. I never knew this was shaped as a cross. In the middle of the temple was the outer court. Then there was the Holy of Holies. Then there was the veil they had to go through. Then there was the most holy where we need to get to in order for God to hear and answer our prayers. So we need to start out by going to the temple. And the temple had instructions. There was beautiful veils. There was a white, shining wall of veils put up at the first door. When they walked through that door, that door was Jesus. So they had to stop and recognize who Jesus was and what he done. That's what we need to do. Before we can come to the Lord, we have to go through that gate and we have to give ourselves to God, ask for forgiveness and get salvation. After we get our salvation, the next step, we have to go through the outer court. The outer court is We have to praise and worship Jesus for who he is and for all that he has done for us already. Then the next step they had in the outer court was the brazen laver. That brazen laver represents washing and cleansing. So we need to wash and cleanse our soul and our spirit before God. God cannot be around uncleansiness. We have to be cleansed. A lot of us are struggling, and I had been. Why am I praying and my prayers aren't getting answered? Well, we have to come 
before God in the right pattern. The first tabernacle was a pattern. Now, if you can stop and think about this, if you have ever been married and you had to go to a tailor, don't they measure you before they can get your clothes? They have to measure you and cut out the garment for you to wear it. Well, we got to have our garment right and in order for God. Because if we go to a tailor and they don't use the right measurements when they measure us and they cut out a pattern and it's not right, it might be very beautiful, but it is not going to fit us. So if we go before God and we haven't followed his pattern, he's not going to fit in with us. So we will be wasting our time on our needs. The next, in, the next level we have to go is there was the brazen altar, which the priest had to go and sacrifice an animal to use the blood to sprinkle on the altar to ask for forgiveness of our sins. Well, we don't have to worry about sacrificing animals because back in the day, finally Jesus had to get tired because the priests back there were human, and they would get old and grow old and die. And by the time the priest would die and they would find somebody that would stood with all the requirements to be a priest, the people would have to wait months, sometimes years, and then their sins would not be forgiven and their prayers wouldn't be answered. So God took it upon himself and went to his council chambers by himself and thought up a way that we would not have to wait no more. So he gave up his only begotten son, Jesus. He took him out of his throne room in heaven and sent him to earth as a man to be beaten and spit upon and whooped and knocked down and nailed to a tree to be our sacrifice. Now, back in the priest days, they had to go through rituals and stuff to be ordained to be the priest first at the altar. But Jesus didn't have to go through being ordained at an altar because he laid on the altar, the cross, and he was made the sacrifice. So to go back to the beginning, we have to go through the first gate. We got to ask for forgiveness and get repentance. And we have to forgive others that have done wrong to us because we cannot go bethrone God if we have unforgiveness. How can we pray for forgiveness if we don't forgive others? So you got to check yourself at the first door. Then we have to wash. We got to wash our sins away. We got to wash off our earthly flesh. Whenever them temptations come upon us and we get around the wrong people that try to entice us, rebuke Satan. You tell him, I have been forgiven of my sins, and I have been washed in the blood of Jesus. I am covered. Get thee behind me, Satan. Curtains, excuse me, in the temple were of four colors. The first color was righteousness. It was white. The second one was blue for the Holy Spirit that came upon Jesus when he was baptized. The next one is scarlet red for the blood that Jesus sacrificed on the altar. 
And the third one is purple for his royalty. We got to recognize when we go before God in prayer, the white curtain, the blue curtain, the red and the purple curtains. We can't try to miss this point because if you miss one doorway when you're going to prayer, you will not get to the most holy place because as the word says, I am the way and the truth and the life. And no man cometh to the Father but unless by me. So if we skip any of these doorways and skip thanking Jesus and praising him for all he's done, we can't come before his Father. Do you have a song for me, dear? Are you there, sis? Can you hear me? Can you hear me, hon? Hello? Can you hear me? Can you hear me, sis? Hello? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you still hear me? I can barely hear you, hon. Can you hear me better now? Now I can. Sorry about that, everyone. That's okay. Just it's a technical difficulty. Sometimes they happen. All right. I'm going to go ahead and play a song. And just because the enemy's mad, he don't want this going for us. But I don't let those things discourage me. I just tell him to kick rocks and we roll on. Praise God. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you.
like even with me praying for healing in my feet, I've been going through and I think about that thorn in the side and I'm just, I know God has a purpose and a plan, but this is encouraging me tonight. I thank you for being obedient. I thank you, even though that you've been having attacks and a hard day, here you are going forth with God's word. So you're doing an amazing job. Thank you for being on and just keep bringing this powerful message about prayer because it truly is encouraging me. And even with the song, I could have been dead. I think about how God spared us from that fire. I think about how God spared you and you, you truly and honestly, you shouldn't be here right now with the type of strokes you've had and the brain bleeds. Plus the car accident you and your son was in years ago. The list is endless. So in those moments, you're encouraging me because sometimes we get so focused on what we're going through. We leave side, we lose the sight of what God's brought us through and getting back into our prayer life and staying close to him is what we need. So I thank you for this message tonight. Well, it's my honor to be on here, honey. Thank you. Now, the the tabernacle demonstrates God's attributes, and it shows how his blessings are made accessible to his people in these days. After I finish this sermon on prayer, you guys will be able to pray according to God's pattern anywhere you go. You can pray in your car, in the street, in the schools, in your basement, in your prayer room at home, or on your job. I pray this helps you to be able to get into his presence and be able to go to him. It's, a, it's so awesome, like you just said. I shouldn't be here right now. God has touched Amen. my life. And not only am I here, I'm in my right mind. I, I know friends that's had one stroke and they're crippled in a hospital bed. They can't talk. They can't move. They can't sit up or down. I have nobody in my house taking care of me. I've even driven my car. I cook. I clean. I shower myself. I am blessed and highly favored by the Lord. That's why I just wanted people to know he answers prayers. But prayers are answered by chance or by luck or by our praying. They are answered by God. So when you don't get the answer right away, stand in front of your mirror and check yourself on the stages I told you. Are you living a good life or are you still gossiping about your neighbors? Are you telling little white lies not to hurt someone's feelings? A lie is a lie. The Bible says that God cannot, he's the light. He cannot dwell in the darkness. If we are darkness, he cannot come face-to-face with us and commune with us and hear our prayers to answer them. So I pray that every day when you get up out of your bed, first of all, that you thank God for your day, of course, and thank him for who he is and what he's already done for you, and then check yourself. Say, Lord, is there anyone I haven't forgiven today? Is there anything I've got against somebody? Do I need to ask somebody else for my forgiveness? Check yourself. And then before you pray, turn on your Christian music. I start my day every day. First I say, Satan, there's no room for nobody in this house but one spirit, and that's the Holy Spirit. And I turn on my praise and worship music, and I praise him and worship him for who he is. So that's the second step. So 
Make sure you're saved and don't have nothing against people and then praise and worship Jesus for who he is. Amen. Lots of people are hurting in this world. And a lot of people are afraid to pray. And I was thinking about that today. Why are so many people afraid to pray? And the Lord put it on my spirit. The world, society, we're always worried about people think of what we're feeling or what they think about what we're wearing or what we look like and what we say. So they hold all their feelings inside yourself. And then they hold them feeling so long that they burst. And then, my God, it's a tragic, tragic situation. How many people are in prison these days? The prisons are so overflowing. Women killing their husbands, husbands killing their wives and children because they don't have nobody to talk to or they don't trust no one to talk to. So they suppress their feelings. They hold everything in when someone asks, well, how's your day? I'm fine. They hold it in until they burst. So the days and times that we are living in, and we're in the last days and times, maybe the last hours, God has made it possible for people to know how to pray in his pattern so that he can hear their prayers and answer them because he doesn't nobody he doesn't want nobody wandering and stumbling in the darkness of prayer wondering is God listening to me or is God hearing my prayers so the best solution for people nowadays is to pray because God is true and holy and trustworthy Instead of going to a counselor or a friend when you're bottling up stuff, go to prayer. Go before the Lord and be honest. Say, Lord, you know how I am. You created me. You know what I'm thinking. You know what's inside me. I don't have to tell you. You already know. Lord, I'm coming before you. You know what I'm going through. You know what my needs are. I need your help. And he will meet you where you are at. If you are going through problems in your life today, if you have going through a divorce or financial problems or problems on the job, give it to God. He has the solution. He will give you the answer, and he will help pick you up and carry you through everything you are going through. Amen. And once you've been in his presence, When you come out of your prayer room, you're not going to even bat your eye or look twice at, is somebody looking at me or or what are they thinking about me? Because you're going to be so liberated with the spirit of Jesus. His blood is going to be covered all over you and his holiness and righteousness. You're going to love yourself and you're not going to think what the world thinks about you. I challenge everyone, try that for me. This is a two-part series. I would like to be on here next week and have a lot of people call in and tell me, oh, my, I got to know Jesus face-to-face, and my life is changed for eternity. Amen. Because God wants his children to give their prayers. You know, he knows what we need before we even ask. The Bible tells us that. But he wants us to love him and trust him enough to come before him 
with our needs so he can help us. Amen. Jesus hung and died on that cross so we could have our minds healed, our bodies healed, all the sickness and diseases that we're going through. There was eight places that he shed blood on his way to Calvary. And I would like to share them with you right now, if that's okay. The first place Jesus shed his blood was at Gethsemane when he went there to pray. He knew what was ahead of his life because God's ever knowing. He knows the beginning and the end. He knew he was coming here to die for us. And he wanted it. But he was human when he came, and I'm sure he was scared. He's been tempted and had feelings and stuff just like we have been. That's why he knows how to help us. But when he prayed, he sweated so hard because he just prayed like the Bible. Pray without ceasing. Don't stop. And the fervent, frequent prayer of a righteous man will avail much. When he prayed that prayer, if this cup can pass from me, let it. But if not, not my will be done yours. He sweat drops of blood on the ground from his forehead. That's the first shedding of blood. And that was, the, rep- the that represents for us in these days, the bleeding from his head is to give us a clear mind a clear conscience, clear attitudes. The Bible tells us the battlefield, Satan's battleground is our minds. And he has no authority for that no more because it is finished. Jesus was killed at Calvary. And that blood was shed so we would not have anxiety, fear, or depression, or suicidal thoughts. Clear minds, sound minds, right minds. He done that for us. And the second place was the crown of thorns they placed upon his head. And that's for our mind and our thoughts of the past, hurts that people's done to us, and unforgiveness that we haven't given to people. God cleared that up 2,000 years ago. We are supposed to, if we have given our lives at the first gate and accepted repentance from Jesus, we should not be harboring bad thoughts to people. We're supposed to be forgiving people. Leave the past in the past where the Lord put it. He threw it into the sea of forgetfulness and remembers it no more. Then they placed the nails in his wrist or his hands. That represents us today that everything our hands touch will prosper. The Bible says he wants for us to prosper and be in good health as our soul prospers. So stop worrying about needs and wants. The Bible says be anxious for nothing. Again, he knows all of our needs before we ask and Whatever our hands touch through the blood that pierced through his hands and nails, whatever we touch will prosper. 
and our feet wherever we walk, any places we used to walk that we have bad memories, God will replace good memories. And now wherever we put our feet, we have safety and protection and provision. So what are we doing? Don't you want all these blessings of God that he died for? People, we need to start following God's pattern of the temple and cleaning up our minds and our hearts and our spirits before we go to for the Lord in prayer so he will take us from the door to the outer court, to the holy of holies, to the most holy, where he will make us in his own image and give us power. There is power in the blood. He shed that blood. And when we are new in Christ, we have his power in us. I did years with you before, Telly. We're hung on our tongue. We speak life and death. God spoke the world into existence by words. So if he's living in us, greater is he that is within me than who's in the world. So if I'm going to him in prayer and I'm in the right pattern and I'm wearing the right garments, he will answer me. And when we say, our Father which art in heaven, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that's representing on earth as it is in heaven. God wanted Jesus' sacrifice to bring heaven to earth for us. So his powers are accessible to us. We can speak, and God will give us. Amen. In the Bible, Elijah was went to that third dimension of prayer with God. You know how much power he had? He prayed that it would not rain for three years and six months, and there was no rain. Can you imagine in the Bible day people could predict the weather <laughs> without a weatherman? <laughs> Would you like to have that kind of power? I know I would. And not only did he predict it to stop raining, he went back to God and asked him for it to rain again, and it did, and all their crops grew and grew abundantly. Come on, people. Can I get an amen Amen. on this line? Don't you guys want that power? (laughs) Man, come on. We got the teaching to let us know how to do it right. And if we don't get it right after tonight's program, shame on us, because it's our responsibility to get right with God, for God to get right with us. And the Bible says he never leaves us nor forsakes us. We leave him and forsake him. We need to get right back in the word And when it says, give us this day our daily bread, people misinterpret that. It don't mean food. They're like, well, yeah, he gives me my daily bread every day. Jesus is the bread of life, which means give us this day our daily bread, open them Bibles, dust them off. God didn't have you get that Bible to sit on a shelf or a table and not be opened. God's word is like a sword. It pierces through everything. We got to have that sword. 
And the word is the truth. And it has so many thousands of promises. How can we resist the devil if we don't know God's promises for our lives? You got to open up the book and read it to know the promises and the covenants so that when Satan attacks us and tries to break us down, which he has all of us, but I tell him, devil, get under my feet because I know it's already been finished. When Jesus hung in blood on that cross, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. What did he go through? And he asked for their forgiveness. So whatever grudges you are holding inside from whatever people's done to you in the past, don't expect God to answer your prayers if you can't ask that person, uh-huh. if you can't give that person forgiveness. Uh-huh. And thy word is like a lamp unto our feet. Jesus is our light in this dark world. Get in the word and read it and memorize it and stand on them promises. And your life will be so much better. You won't get up every day, oh, this, oh, that, oh, that. No, because you will say, I know the promises. Jesus was tempted in the desert for 40 days. What did he say? It is written. So you know what I get up and do? It is written. No weapon formed against me shall prosper today. All my needs will be met because God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. I quote that I'm in good health and nothing's going to touch me today. No sickness, no disease, no impurities because Isaiah 53 tells me I'm already healed. Come on, girl. Again, that's another challenge. Get up every day. And a lot of people don't like to pray or read. They think it's boring. But try five minutes and then change it in a couple days to 10 or 15. Once you get close to God and feel his presence and know you can trust him and rely on him, you're going to be in there an hour or two and come out and be, man, I've been in that closet four hours. I can't believe it. It's easy, people. He's the friend that sticketh closer than a brother and he knows our hearts and he knows our feelings and he knows our needs and wants and desires give him a chance today please amen can we play all over me yes we can let me get it pulled up here and here we go
<clears throat> That's a good song, girl. Are you still there, Dar? Yeah, are you still there? Can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me? I can now, hon. All right. That is a powerful song. That is very power. Powerful, powerful. Um, I didn't ask you if I could do this earlier, but I didn't plan on it to. I didn't plan on it, but the Lord just prompted me to pray over everybody within the sound of our voices. Is that a lot? Am I allowed to do that? Oh, yes. Okay, we're in Matthew, it says we're two or more are gathered. He's in the midst, and me and you are together. So I'm going to declare and decree Isaiah 53, 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions, and he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we were healed. Not we are going to, we were. So I am standing that my family and every family in the sound of my voice will not be overcome by any form of sickness or infirmities. We walk in divine health because we have already been healed by the stripes of Jesus that he bore on the cross for our sins. And when the devil comes at you trying to tell you it isn't true, the book is true, and you're a liar. And I know that most places, school's starting back this week or next week, and can we stand in agreement and pray over our children for their safety and protection on the way to school and on the way back in that school, sis? Yes. Would you like to start? Sure. Or would you like me to? Can you still hear okay? Can you still hear me okay? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Father God, we're just coming to you in the authority that we know that we have in Jesus' name, in Jesus' sacrifice. We know this world that we're living in is full of darkness because so many have drawn away from the light, Father God. Lord, we know how many times there's shootings in school and so much hatred that's in this world, God. Lord, use us to be instruments of light, dear God. Help us to bring our children and our grandchildren up in ways, dear God, that they can be a light in the darkness. Teach them how to armor up, to be prayed up. And so even when we're not with them, God, that they can go into their school with confidence, covered in the blood of Jesus. We're trusting you, God, for protection of our children, our grandchildren, over the teachers, over the schools. We declare and decree in the name of Jesus, the Most High, that no weapon formed against any of these children, against any of these schools, any plan that the enemy is plotting right now in people's minds be canceled out. We plead the blood of Jesus over this land, over these schools, dear God. We're just asking you to move, and we're claiming it in authority and in the power in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Amen, and so be it. And I'm going to claim James 4 and 7, too. Therefore, submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee. He will flee. We submit our lives to God this week and this month and in this year with obedience on a daily basis. We will listen to his voice and obey his direction, and the devil must flee. He will have no authority in our homes, on our jobs, in our schools, in the supermarket. He is going to give us Deuteronomy 28, blessings going in and blessings coming out. Satan, I love learning the language of Jesus' time. When he said it is finished, he said telatestai. In his language, that means it is finished, it is done, it is over. Satan, you have been defeated. We declare and decree this nation to be back under the anointing of God. We are going to have revival. My pastor, Rod Parsley, just come out with the book, Revival If, Second Chronicles. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and repent and call upon my name, I would heal their nations. Is anybody in need of salvation tonight? You don't have to say yes out loud. There's a number you can call or a prompt you can go to. If anybody knows that if something were happened to them tonight, they might not make it to heaven or that they might not get their prayers answered when they go to bed, give us a call. You can just give us a first name and ask for the sinner's prayer. God doesn't want for anybody to be left behind, and neither do we. We are all his children, and he wants a relationship with all of us. That's how he created us in the beginning until Adam and Eve took that privilege away from us in the garden. But all we have to do is listen. Put your listening cap on because he's standing at the door knocking. He's ready with his arms open wide to welcome you to his family. And if anybody needs a specific prayer, you can do the prompt and call in, and we can pray for a specific prayer for you as well. Somebody has a prayer request tonight or would like prayer for their sins to come to know Jesus? Just call 626-696-8607 and press 1. That lets us know that you want prayer. Or if you don't, a lot of people don't like to come on live, you could message my cousin, Minister Darlene Morgan, on Facebook, or even myself, Evangelist Montel Fields. Her last name is M-O-R-G-A-N, and mine is F-I-E-L-D-S. And we would be happy to even pray with you off the air. So how about we take a song break and see if anybody calls in wanting prayer tonight. And if if not, like I said, if you don't want to be on the air, just feel free to message us on Facebook. We will get back to you. We love to pray with people. We believe in the power of prayer. And this has just been an amazing and powerful broadcast tonight. So I'm hoping it reaches the hearts of the people and, um, just really get a hold of what she's teaching on and what God's led her in by the leading of the Holy Spirit. It's truly, truly powerful. We really need to be armored up, prayed up, and ready to go up. And we need to understand we may be the only Bible that people read in this world. And people, a lot of times, if, they, if they're if they not saved yet, and 
they know that we're believers, they're going to be looking to us, brothers and sisters, as she, like she's been talking. Are you hiding your light under a bushel? Are you shining bright to bring them in out of the dark? Like I said, you could be the only Bible they read, the things you say, the way you act. Are you reaching out to people that are lost? There's so many different ways that God can use us. It doesn't have to be in big ways where our name's in lights, because he already knows our name. But he needs to use us as the body of Christ to reach the broken and to bring, to bring people in. And I love this next song, and it's called When We Pray. Broken, beaten down and feeling hopeless. Wonder if it's gonna always be this way. Who will speak up for the captive? Show some love and heal a past. Find the wounds we think will never go away. But what if we could be a people on our knees as one before the king? Cause we believe.
that you continue to teach us how to love one another the way that you love us. I pray for this next generation, Father. That our cities, that our countries. That you would just bring restoration. God, we pray that you would move among us. Let us be your hands and your feet. For your glory, God. In Jesus' name, amen. I love that song. I love that song. There's a couple people I'm reaching out to. I know there's some people that need prayer, and I'm going to give them a little bit more time. And again, it's 626-696-8607. Press 1, and we would be happy to come into agreement and pray for you tonight. What a powerful, powerful teaching about the power of prayer. Praise God. And I'm going to give it a little bit longer. And I know myself... How God will speak to us in so many ways and we need to be in in tune I call it my GPS for life our Holy Spirit he will lead us through that the Holy Spirit will prompt us protect us when we feel an unction to pray for people we should pray because God knows what they need I always stop and think in our disobedience how many people do we keep from being healed being saved like I, I truly think about that God calls us to reach certain people. God, I believe, assigns us to people because he knows the ones that we can reach. And when we say no to what he's calling us to or what what he's asking us to do, do you really ever think about that? What if you're in church and God calls you to the front to lay your hands on somebody? I've experienced something like that before. When I was first truly learning how to operate in my spiritual gifts, there was a lady that had not told anybody else in the church what was going on within her body and as she was up at the altar praying God revealed to me what was going on and God was just pushing me to get out of my seat I was still a new babe in Christ but God was showing me and pushing me but I at that time at the altar call was disobedient and God just kept nudging me and showing me and telling me she needs to hear this so at the end of church service I went up and I asked her sister Barb God really put something on my heart. God showed me a cancerous tumor inside your ovaries, inside your womb. But he wants you to know that when you spoke in prayer that you were healed. When you go back to the doctor, it will be gone. And praise God. She said, I did not tell anybody about this. No one knew about this. And she did go back to the doctor and it was gone through her faith and power in prayer and never be discouraged never be discouraged my minister darling can tell you that too don't be ashamed we pray out in public we don't care if people stare at us we are bringing our little noah up he's three years old he knows to pray before bed and if he also will pray for me he'll put his little hands on me on my hard days he prays with us over meals we need to be bringing our children up as a generation that's not spoiled, that knows what respect is to the elderly, that, that learn to work hard for things they want in life, that will pray for kids in school, that will be respectful to their parents. So many parents are giving in to their children or just don't want to be bothered with them. We have so many motherless or fatherless homes. We need to be a voice in these nations. We need to bring God back into the United States of America and reach out beyond that. 
the result of what we're seeing in this world is because people have turned cold to God. They've kicked him out of everything. It's time we stand up and be a voice. And I thank you for your obedience tonight in that because we should not have no fear. God said he did not give us a spirit of fear, but of peace and a sound mind. And we need to help bring other people into that place of a sound mind. Praise God. Girl, you got me fired. Uh, Peter, I'm sorry, honey. No, you're good. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say that Peter tells us that we're a priesthood. A lot of people won't pray because they're like, well, I've sinned too much or God, I, I'm not a minister. Or I'm not a pastor. Or I'm not a deacon. Once you give your life to Jesus, you are a part of his priesthood. And we are all called to pray and pray without ceasing. It's biblical. So never be afraid to go before the throne of God for yourself or for others. You're never too young or too old. Yes, Lord. Praise God. I am waiting for one person. I think she's going to try to come through. If not, we can lift her up. Um, She's an amazing woman of God. She herself is fighting cancer right now. But every day she's sharing the gospel to the world. She's encouraging another, um, inspiring other women. And I just think she's absolutely amazing. So I'm just so excited in this teaching and that you're going to have a part two. And um, like if you just look around in this world right now, this world is crazy. You can see the darkness like people. And you let me I got to say this. God's prompted me in my spirit. So many people have the misconception one that our life belongs to us. It doesn't. We are we are God's. He created us. And another one of the biggest ones they have is we have all the time in the world. I'm going to tell you something that's not true. Or a lot of the younger generation in their 18s, 20s, even 30s think, hey, don't worry about accepting Jesus now. I got until I'm older. Just here I was talking to Minister Darlene about it last night. as we, She's been talking to me excited about this uh, teaching. There was a beautiful 18-year-old girl just graduated high school. Even on their post they've been sharing was talking about how she was planning her life out, and she was so excited. She had just left her apartment building she lived in and was walking down the sidewalk, minding her own business, when a drunk driver driving high speeds of rape, very intoxicated, hit her and killed her. And that, brothers and sisters, is like, I want you to think about that. And then Sunday, the same exact night, at a fair not too far from here, a beautiful five-year-old little girl was, she loved horse uh, horse races. She loved to watch the horse races. So her family had taken her there. And um, she was sitting in the front row, and there was a car that used like an extended gate. Well, somehow the car hit her with that extended gate. She was in the hospital until yesterday, and sadly, and it breaks my heart, yesterday evening that little girl passed away. And if you look on Facebook, I see little children. There's a young boy I was following on there, five years old, and he fought cancer for about not quite a year, and he just passed away too. So stop thinking that you're going to live a long life. You could go out in this world today. You could be shot. You could be in a car accident. You could get sick. We don't know the day or the hour that our Lord's going to return, but signs are pointing to it. And that's why this is so urgent to really take in what Minister Darlene's teaching on and what God's put on her heart because power is a, 
Our prayer is a powerful, powerful. It is the way we communicate with our Father. And when we learn to speak in our prayer language and in the spirit and speak in tongues, the enemy can't interpret that, brothers and sisters. And watch what you're speaking out because the things we speak out, he can use against us. So I just want to encourage you in those things. And please, I was going to ask you, Minister Darlene, if you would pray for these families tonight that just lost their beautiful daughters, five years old and 18 years old. It just, it breaks my heart. It's so tragic. Can we pray for their comfort and their peace tonight? I feel led for you to pray, sis. Yes, honey. The greatest thing about Jesus dying on the cross for us was to give us a place of glory to go to. And the Bible says that absence from the body is presence with the Lord. Doesn't mean everybody's going to stay in his presence. But the little children that don't know what's right, that get killed like this, they're eternally with our Father in heaven. And if you are somebody out there that doesn't have that closeness and relationship with Jesus, please do it. Because like Sister Montel said, we're not guaranteed the next breath that comes out of our mouth. Lord Jesus, I pray that you wash these families with Cover them with the Holy Spirit. Comfort them. Hold them in your arms close to your bosom. Let them know you said in the word, I go to prepare a place with my father, a better place. The Bible doesn't lie. It says there's streets of gold, crystal fountains, water that never stops flowing. I pray these families know their loved ones are in a better place out of this miserable world. And, Father God, I also pray for the person that hit and killed this girl. The devil uses drugs and alcohol to make life beautiful and to entice people. It's not the people themselves that does it. It's the demonic spirits inside them. So I pray, Lord, Father, that you touch the person that hit that young girl and give them forgiveness and give them repentance of sins. Let them know what they did was wrong and let it be what the devil meant for evil. God makes good. He turns it around. Maybe her death will open up this young person's eyes and they will repent and find Jesus in all of this tragedy. So I pray for that person too, Lord. I pray for these families for comfort, Lord. Be with them and know that you don't leave us or or forsake us, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father God. And we declare and decree it and stand on your word because your word does not lie. Yes, Lord. And, Father God, we pray that these families can find it in their heart to forgive this man. I know I've seen on the news, God, that he couldn't even come out of his cell after he sobered up, God. He's realizing that he took a beautiful young lady's life, God. And it's easy to want to cast stones and to judge him for his wrongs. But you tell us that we're to love people like Jesus, Lord. So I pray, dear God, that you reach into that man's cell where he is, God. Lord, we don't know what led him, what pains, what he's been through as a child who's hurt him, God. But I feel in my spirit he's a broken young man, God. So, Lord, you heal that man, God. 
Bring him to a place of repentance, dear God, and draw him on to you. And also, God, I pray for this young lady's boyfriend. I've seen his post on Facebook. He spoke out how she was the the candle that lit his world. He's devastated, Father. They had plans to, for a future. And, Father God, he's lost the love of his life. They've been together from what I'm seeing for a while, Lord. Lord, we never know what a day is going to bring, just like losing my blessed mama to cancer and my daddy to COVID, and just like Darlene losing my cousin Joe, which was her brother, dear God, just in an instant. We don't know when our last breath is going to be drawn, but my hope is, dear God, through these programs and through our ministries, wherever we're at, that we can be a light, Lord, and draw people onto you, God. We don't want to see anybody lost to hell, Father God. And they only can receive you while they are still alive. Once they're in the grave, it's too late, God. Lord, I pray that you bless my cousin's ministry and help us to even do more work together. Help us to even find a half, like a halfway point in between our states where we can do live concerts and outreach ministry, God. Lord, you know my heart and you know hers, and we're missing my mom and God. She was a part of all that. But we know she's in heaven rooting us on. And uh, I can see her up there being bossy even and doing her special little dance. <laughs> that was my mama. <laughs> she was feisty. I miss her and love her. <laughs> but even when she was fighting cancer, she ministered to people all the time at the cancer center. She, I've met people I didn't even know, and they're like, we know your face. And then we would start talking. It would be because of my mama. She would give people blankets or buy them lunch when she went for chemo, and she impacted so many lives. See, she had a choice in her battle with cancer. Darlene and I both know how she suffered, but she chose to keep her faith, trust in God, and she made it two years when they told her she had three months. And I still remember her pointing her finger saying, you're not my God, only he knows when my time is. My mom was bold like that. And I think one of the most beautiful things I witnessed through her faith are, is the whole entire doctor's office where her cancer, the oncologist, every nurse, every doctor, when they had my mom and dad's fundraiser that said love is greater than cancer, every one of them bought shirts and surprised my mom and had a day to recognize her and all wore her shirts. I'll never forget that day. So that that's how you can impact the life just through the love of Jesus Christ and, and choosing to shine that light and praying with others. She prayed with so many along her journey and that's what we need to be doing in our own life. So, uh, I, uh, another, uh, another one to pray for Dar too is one of my sisters in Christ, Jennifer. She is, um, she's a warrior and she's been going through a lot too. She is battling cancer. So let's come into agreement for her. Um, like some people talk to me off of the radio and they ask for prayer requests or God just it prompts our hearts to pray. So let's come yes, into ma'am. agreement. Go ahead and pray for uh, Jennifer, Darlene, who's battling cancer. Yes, and I have faith. My pastor has been a pastor for 47 years. He got stage four vocal cord cancer seven years ago. He fought for two or three years. He laid in a bed, couldn't talk. He had to write everything on paper. And he had a tape player next to his bed and listened 24 hours a day with about healing scriptures. And all the people from the church and all the people that love him and prayed, like the Bible says, the effective fervent 
prayer of the righteous. God hears us. My pastor, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's seven years, just celebrated seven years cancer-free. And they said he would never preach again. And not only is he still preaching, he's louder and roaring like a lion, louder than he was before the cancer. So I know God's word, Isaiah 53 says we are already healed. I'm standing on that scripture for her friend. Lord, cancer is one of the 29 diseases of the world that Jesus already took a stripe for. 39 stripes were for all the sicknesses. So I know that God is on the throne listening to our prayers right now as we agree for her. Yes, we're agreeing. By his stripes, I claim healing from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, inside and outside of her body, every cell, every organ, every tissue in her body be aligned in the perfect Alignment that God created her to be in the mighty name of Jesus. We declare and decree it and stand on it together in faith. Amen. And so be it. Yes, Lord. Praise God. (laughs) I feel it's power tonight, sis. And I look forward to having you back on here next week with part two next Thursday at the same time. And you're always welcome. I feel like we should start doing something. Sisters in Christ, uh, you and I start doing some teachings together like we used to, and maybe get some other women involved. Yes, yes girl. some leaders. I just feel that in my spirit. So uh, I know I've been through. I've had a lot of loss myself, a lot of hurt. I get attacked in my health. And the reason is is because the enemy is scared of people like Darlene and I, myself. My, so many get attacked with things because the enemy is trying to stop the ones that are strong in the Lord. And, and, and we have faith, and we know where the answer is. And you will get attacked by people you love in your body, physically, financially. But I stopped a lot of times, and I think about Job. He lost everything, but he stayed true to God, and God blessed him immensely. I believe in our blessings. We're walking into the promised land. I believe that all we lost is going to be brought back, and I just know that God's got a plan in our lives and others' lives, and I just feel led in that, be praying for that, Darlene. And is there anything else um, as we get ready to close out tonight, um, I'll go out with the song, one of the ones I picked. But is there anything else you would like to share before we close out tonight? Yeah, yeah, real quickly. When I first started having all these strokes nine months ago, I was mad at God, and I was upset, and I was mean to people because I am a person that loves God and loves people, and I can't sit still. I do street ministry, and I lead souls to salvation, so I was mad that I was stuck and couldn't drive. I couldn't do nothing. And I was still, I was praying and praying and praying, but I was still mad. And my last stroke, which was a month ago, as I was in the hospital crying out to God, one of the nurses that was on call for me come up to me and she was crying. And I said, what's the matter? And she told me her one of her stepchild was going through something and being mean to her. And I leaned over and gave her a hug. I said, let me pray with you. And she started bawling. He, she said, Darlene, the Lord just telling me to tell you something. You've been mad at him and angry, thinking you didn't get the healing you were supposed to get to go out and do your street ministry. Your prayer just ministered to me and healed my broken heart. And the Lord Aww. showed me this week also 
because I took a letter from my doctor back to my job, and I've been there eight years and worked 80 hours a week and never come home. And when people wouldn't show up, I would stay for them. But in the meantime, I wasn't doing my calling. The Lord just opened my eyes. I had no time for your radio show. I know had no time for my best friend that I ain't been with in five years, and we've spent the last two weekends together. It's not always our will. When we pray, remember thy will, because I'm still doing ministry, and I'm not having to get out in my car and drive and go in streets. I'm doing it on the radio, and instead of getting 20 or people led to the Lord in the street, how many people listened to our radio station, younger lady, at one time? So if you're depressed and think your life's over and God don't answer your prayers, I come to remind that country singer, I thank God for unanswered prayers. I am thanking him I didn't get my job back at the gas station because now I have time to travel, to come see you, to be on the radio, to be with my family Uh and friends. So God knows the end from the beginning, so he knows what's best for us. Yes, he sure does. see, See, that takes a lot of courage right there. Because a lot of people won't rip off the band-aid, as they say, and tell truth like that. But like the Bible says, the truth shall set you free. Because I've been in that place when I lost my home. We're human. And the thing is, God knows our hearts. He knows when we get angry. He knows what we're thinking. But we have to remember, he's our father. And it's okay to go talk to him about our feelings. That's the one we need to take our feelings to. And that's even like with me with the problems that, I get attacked within my feet. I've had amputation spoke over my feet, and I don't receive that. I've even told the doctors and other things that's been spoken over me. And um, But I sometimes do say, God, I, I need, you brought Noah into my life. He's three years old. I need to be able to take care of my son. I like to spend time with my blessed grandchildren. My newest grandson stole my heart from the day I saw him, and if people could just see him, they would get it. I lost my daddy, but God gave me my little grandson, Bryson. And I'm blessed because right now I have um, my grandson and my family here with us. And I get to see him every day. And it brightens my days on my phone. My hardest days is mama brings him in here to me and his smile and his eyes just, it lights up the room. You know, if we take time to focus on our blessings instead of the things the enemies bring against us or or like you said, start our day. I thank God every day I open my eyes because that's a gift. And I thank you for my family waking to a new day. And what you're, instead of having stinking thinking, we need to start claiming, like you said, the promises of God and put that into perspective. And if people in your life are bringing you down, like if they're making weeds in your life instead of letting you bloom, you need to pull those weeds out. If If people in your life are toxic, if they're bringing you down, if if they don't do anything to lift you up, those are people to let go of, people that just use you and abuse you. God don't expect us to keep those kind of people in our life. Love them from afar and pray for them, but you need to move on from those type of people in your life because they can pull you down. Minister Darlene knows where I'm coming from. You can have people in your life. Also, people will use you even in ministry just to get where they need to go or to connect. Always make sure when you open a door that it's one God saying yes to and make sure that you have an understanding 
when doors get closed many times, it's God's protection on you for a reason. So don't get discouraged in that. And I can, I'm a witness to what my beautiful cousin did working 80 hours a week. It actually put her in the hospital a few times because of the exhaustion in her heart. And she gave her all, but but she's standing up and taking a stand and saying, hey, I lost that income, but God's got a better plan for me. I messed up in these situations. And she's repented. And now look how God is turning it around for her. You have to be willing to tell truth to people. Don't be scared to hide behind the truth. Let people see realness of how God does forgive and how he uses us. And I thank you for sharing that with the listeners because that really does take courage, Darlene. Yes, you have to be, you have to live what you teach, honey. And I I don't teach to um, one thing and live the other way. I was mm-hmm. mad at God, but he didn't put me that way. Anyway, I did it to myself. I was working all them hours and trying to be Mrs. Wonder Woman and, you know, but you know, like you said about losing my income, God does not let the righteous beg for bread. I had so many wonderful customers in that gas station that I became friends with, and they're like my family. They have paid my rent the last nine months. They have paid my electric and my gas. They bought me groceries and personal items, paid my car insurance, paid for me and my sister to go to our pastor's camp meeting we go to every 4th of July weekend. So when you obey and do what God tells you to do, he is not going to leave you hanging. He supplies okay. all our needs, and not Amen. just all our needs. He desire, He gives us the desires of our hearts. Yes, he does. And all of those customers that are listening in tonight, a few of them needed prayer for their families. I am telling you, God's got you covered. Your parents and your children and your grandchildren for this generation and this generation Every generation from now until your generation cease to exist. Healing powers in the name of Jesus, financial blessings in the name of Jesus, and safety and protection in the name of Jesus. Amen, and so be it. Amen. What a powerful broadcast tonight. And I'm always obedient to what God puts on my heart. And as she was speaking it out, we are speaking things in the name of Jesus. I want to close out with the song that we opened up with tonight because there's power in the name of Jesus. It's a name above all names. When you call upon his name, he does hear you and he's there for you. And never let the enemy deceive you saying that you've done too much wrong. I've lied too much. I've cheated too much. I'm an alcoholic. I'm a drug addict. You know what? When you take it to Jesus, he can turn it around. And when you get it under the blood and you're forgiven, he sets you free. And he doesn't bring it up against you again. He cast your sins. All they got to do is open up the book. Noah was a drunk and he used Noah. Amen, sister. The drunks and prostitutes and thieves and God healed them all and put them all to work. They're in the history pages of the Bible. I know that's exciting. So you're never too far (laughs) gone for God to reach you. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless everybody that's listened tonight. Again, this is Reaching Out Radio International. 
I'm Evangelist Montel Fields. God called me to start this radio when my mama was first diagnosed with cancer eight years ago. And it's hard to believe she's going to be gone six years in October. And Darlene, is, they've had ministry work together. My mom was a beautiful, beautiful writer. The poetry God gave her was such a blessing. And she was on the air with me a few times as well. But Darlene's got a heart for outreach, too. She does great things where she's at. She gets out there and blesses the homeless. She does outreaches for the kids at Christmas and Easter. You know, many times not even getting respect for the things she does. But I know that she's impacting and blessing life. So I encourage her to keep up the good work. Hopefully her and I can get together and just pray for God to bring us together and have a worship and prayer concert together. That would be awesome. Um, I love to do things like that. So, again, thank you all for listening to Minister Darlene Morgan and Angels Among Us Ministries. And what's your teddy bear one's title? I don't want to get that wrong, Darth, the one with the teddy bear. Teddy's for Tears. And my cousin, Sarah Ray, which is Montel's sister, gave me the name, and that's her ministry too because she come up with the name for it. And we pass out brand-new teddy bears to sick kids in the hospital, and I pass them out to kids in the street when I do my street ministry, and we take them into the nursing homes to the elderly because everybody needs a friend. And somebody that's sick and dying or lonely because all their kids have left them in a nursing home and never come back, they need a friend. So we bless them with teddy bears. Yes, and one thing oh. My husband and I done ministry in the nursing home for years. Brothers and sisters, if you feel like you got a calling in your life and maybe you don't know where to start, go dedicate your time to seeing to the elderly at the nursing homes. Our Bible study, they would be in there an hour early before we would even get there. They would fight over seats because many of them, like she said, are forgotten. Many people just get stuck in those nursing homes. That's where that's where they pass away at, and we could be such a light of love to people in those places. I, I have, uh, I actually have a video. You could even find it on my wall or YouTube, and it was uh, they called it Grandma. Uh, I called her my grandma, and she uh, she got this big tickle me Elmo that we brought, and she was so full of love and life, and she wouldn't let that thing go. And it just blessed my heart to see her laughing and just making their day. So there's so many little ways that you can help to share the love of Jesus. So we encourage you in that. God bless you all. Thank you for listening again. Thank you, Minister Darlene Morgan. And again, you can connect with her on Facebook. If maybe you want to donate some financial assistance for the teddy bears or donate some new teddy bears, whatever it may be, you can even reach out to me, Evangelist Montel Fields, and I can connect you. And I just, I thank you, God, for this program tonight. I thank you, Lord, for blessing Darlene with this teaching. I'm trusting it's going to impact lives. Bless my cousin. I just thank you for her. I love her, dear God, and just keep using her, God, and using this radio for your glory, God. Just reach the people from every corner of every nation, dear God. It's so exciting to see people listening in China, Japan, Kuwait in Norway, all around the world, dear God, you've taken the gospel through obedience, dear God, that you called me to, God, but you took it forth, God. I'm just a vessel that you use, so I glorify you in it. I give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. I love you, sis. Um, I'm going to call you after we got done. I want to talk to you about something, but we're going to yes, close out. I, I love you. You I, call me right back. 
I love this song. Just be blessed by it and really listen to the word. And hallelujah. Speak the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. I love you. I speak the name of Jesus over you In your hurting, in your sorrow I will ask my God to move I speak the name cause it's all that I can do In desperation I seek heaven And pray this for you I pray for your healing the circumstances would change I pray that the fear inside would flee In Jesus' name I pray that a breakthrough Would happen today I pray miracles over your life In Jesus' name In Jesus' name yes. 
Good night, everybody, and God bless you. Thanks again for reaching, listening to Reaching Out Radio International. God bless you, Minister Darlene Morgan. We thank you again, and I love you, sis. And just keep on keeping. Don't let nothing stop you because God's got a plan for you, and he's going to use you in mighty ways. Love you, sis, and thank you for having me back on your show. Do you want me to call you or you're calling me, hon? I'll call you, hon, here in just a minute. All right. Love you. All right. Love you. Bye.